Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show. Autumn is here. Today, we're going to talk with Teresa Barrero. We're going to talk about therapy. It is so important to have therapy. Some of us um, have have done it and and, um, it has helped them. And some people are just questioning it and not sure. And we just want to get people more comfortable and so they can make a good decision about it. Um, So welcome to our show, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. It's been it's, it's been a while, so it's good to see you again. You as well. Always good to see you. Well, you know, my show is about, um, it's called Autumn is Here, and it's about the changing. It's about the time that's changing. It's about um, how the seasons change and how life changes. And yes. we can't stop the change. I mean, we're going to all get older, and we're going to need some help. And um, I've dealt with things with um, being a caregiver to my mom. And when I did, and when she passed away, I got therapy because um, MJHS offered it. And I said, sure. You know, I never thought about getting therapy, but I did. And it was a, a really good experience for me. It was very helpful. And I was just thinking about it. You know, wow. I wonder if people, you know, think about doing that after or, you know, uh, or have the access to it. So that's what you want to talk about. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your profession. Thank you. Yeah. And so first I do want to just also acknowledge the fact that you're doing a, uh, a you know, a, an episode on this uh, particular conversation and topic. And I do really appreciate that because it's not something we always talk about. And, you. Um, you know, so I just wanted to make sure to thank you for, for having me on and uh, again, bringing this conversation out into uh, the larger, the larger context of, of what we're talking about. And uh, yeah, so uh, my background in particular, I, I did my master's degree in art therapy and counseling and did significant subsequent training uh, specific to hospice and bereavement and grief and loss. Yeah. So that was something that I really wanted to, to study and to receive, um, you know, education around. Uh, and that led me to a career in hospice. It's where I've spent my entire career um, currently. And for a while, I've been working, as you mentioned, at MJHS Hospice, which is a, a local uh, hospice in New York City. And we provide end-of-life care for, for patients and their families. My role specifically, though, and I think that's why you were having me on today, is that I'm part of uh, the bereavement department. And we are all counselors that provide supportive services to family members after the loss of a loved one. So that entails um, some of it is individual grief counseling, some of it is loss specific support groups, some of it's more education based like lectures so that you can receive more knowledge if you're wondering about grief and loss and your own process. So those are some of the services that I currently offer with MJHS Hospice. Okay, that's great. That's great. So uh, what has been um, your experience when when people have lost a loved one? Mm -hmm. um, What has been your experience like? Do they um, seek counseling? Is that a normal thing that people just seek it or, or does it have to have to be introduced to them? 
do you find it's, it's a mix of both. It okay. is a mix of both. I think that there's some people that are very clear that they want some added support and find that they would benefit from some added support. And then I think there's other people, you know, similar to what you were saying that you had never engaged in therapy before, but it was during that time that you were like, this is something that might be helpful for me. So when it is offered, people may say, oh, you know, actually, I think that might be a good idea. I think that might fit for me. And they get to then choose what is the best support for them. Perhaps it's individual, it may be a group. So there's a lot of different options, but I do find it is a little mix of both of those things. Okay. Okay. You know, um, a lot of times we only know things from what we see, what we hear. A lot of times on television, they have a lot about therapy. You go to therapy, yes. with somebody laying on the couch and talking to you. And, you know, that's the, the image sometimes. So can you explain like exactly what, what that looks like? What does it look like? You go into therapy with, with um, a therapist. What does that look like? Yeah. So therapy, and, and I know, I feel like we could do like a whole series on this perhaps, right? But, um, you know, therapy can really look a lot of different ways. And I do think we have perhaps those images um, that we've seen depicted in, like you said, in, in TV and movies and even on social media now. Um, so we may have an idea. And sometimes the, the, just the, the portrayals are very accurate and, you know, it's, it's very right on. But sometimes it's a stretch or an embellishment or maybe for entertainment purposes, they, you know, tweak things a little bit. Um, but one thing I do really feel is important is that um, therapy can look a variety of different ways. And it also depends on the type of therapy that you're seeking. I know that from the context of what we're talking about in terms of grief counseling, is um, that that's really based on what your individual needs are. So it can look a lot of different ways because everybody might be coming in with different questions, different challenges, different struggles. And I think it's mostly about really recognizing what are your unique needs and tailoring the therapy to meet those needs. Do you do you have start off with like you, you should take a certain amount or um, three months or whatever, or it's just something that the duration is up to you? I think that, you know, it, it again is really based on your needs, right? Some people may find like perhaps it's the first time they've ever experienced a loss and they're just questioning like all of these new feelings that are coming up. And, you know, sometimes grief, you, you feel like you're all over the place and you're like, why am I feeling this way? Is it right to feel this way? And sometimes people just, you know, really benefit from some education on what grief is, how it can manifest, that it can, you know, impact you physically and spiritually and emotionally. So education might be helpful and then they're okay, um, you know, kind of like moving forward on their own with their own networks of support and, and skills. Sometimes it does require a little bit more if perhaps you don't have a good network of support and it's about how do I cultivate new coping skills and sources of support that can help me through. So I, I really, again, want to say it's not like a cookie cutter approach. It's really what do you need and how do we, again, really tailor that to meet your, your needs. Advising. This is something I I had thought about afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you ever, um, when someone is going through a loss, or when, 
they, you know, they take therapy. But prior to that, if yeah. someone is going through an aging parent and yeah. the parent is ill or, you know, that, you know, the end will come eventually. Um, do you recommend that um, they take therapy prior to that? Do people because I, I after I t- took it, I thought, wow, I could have had this before and it might have right. helped me get through this a little better. So right. what would you what would you say to that? Yeah, no, that is such a great point. And I really appreciate you bringing that up because I think it is something that really is very unique. Um, There's a term that we actually use called anticipatory grief. And that is really when you are in a place where you're anticipating a loss. So for example, you had mentioned you were a longtime caregiver and it was an illness that stretched over a period of time. So you were anticipating and expecting that loss and probably had all sorts of feelings coming up as a result. But as well, you also were in a situation where you had a family member that had Alzheimer's and therefore you were probably also grieving other losses over that course of time because you're grieving the loss of the person that your your loved one once was before they got sick. So it can be a dual process there and again, encompass so many things. Um, So going back to your point, though, about should you seek therapy, I think that if you are finding that you're challenged, you know, that there's some some things that are coming up for you that you're struggling, especially if you're a caregiver and you're experiencing, you know, the stress and burnout of being a caregiver. If you feel like added support is helpful, I really encourage people to take advantage of the resources that are are certainly out there. Okay. So with grief, with grief therapy, you said it shows up in different ways. Can you just elaborate on some of the different ways that it shows up? Yes, absolutely. And please always ask me if you need me to clarify anything, you know, because I know I, this is a topic I'm very passionate about, so I may just like get going. Um, So, um, but yeah, so grief, grief therapy in terms of the, the different way it manifests, I think, you know, we all have different ways that we approach things right in life. We have different personalities. We have different styles of coping. And that does carry through to our grieving process. Um, And again, for everybody, there may be different needs. So the therapy then follows what those needs are. Um, So for example, um, one of the things is, you know, I mentioned education. Maybe you need to have some information about grief and what it is and how it does manifest in different ways. Um, As I mentioned, you, you may feel grief very physically, right? There can be some confusion and forgetfulness. You may be in shock. So there's a lot of physical pieces that people don't always recognize. I think they expect to feel the emotions of loss, but they don't always think it's going to have them uh, also maybe even question their spirituality or whatever their faith is. You know, you start asking yourself big questions. Uh, Sometimes it impacts you socially. You may want to feel like you're withdrawing from people or wanting to reconnect with people because you've been a caregiver for long. So sometimes when you can identify what those things are, that's what you can work on within grief counseling. You can 
start to cultivate and practice new coping skills. You can, you know, set goals about, do I want to, you know, find new sources of support, new activities, new, new pursuits that I find to be meaningful in life? Because, you know, really the ultimate is, is that you're learning to integrate the significant loss into your life. And sometimes that requires you to redefine yourself in certain ways. Are there warning signs? Are there things where you feel like, okay, if this happens, you know, you need to speak to someone. Right, right. Because you may not recognize that you you need support in that time, especially if it's not something you've you've engaged in. And, you know, a few things, if you don't mind, I just want to just touch upon is that I know we're talking about um, grief here. Right. And grief we're talking about it within the context of losing a loved one. But I do think it's important to distinguish and and let your listeners know that grief really is the reaction to a loss. And sometimes that loss is not a death. So, you know, what comes to mind for me is like during this time of the pandemic that we were grieving a lot of losses, the loss of community and connection and family gatherings and perhaps jobs. So, Again, therapy can be used to really address like all of the losses we experience in our lives and losses also range. You were in a particular situation where you had a a loved one that had a long illness, Um, but there are unique things that can come up when it's a sudden death or a different type of loss. Maybe you weren't expecting it. So it really, this is such a broad, you know, topic. And I know we're trying to really distill certain key things down. Um, but I just thought that was important to note as well. Well, that's um, great. That, that That's absolutely great because it, it, it does show up in different, different places. It doesn't have to be a death. And, that, right. and I'm glad that you explained that because you, you won't, you'll go through life and not realizing that you're grieving because, yes. it, you know, it wasn't a death, but it, you lost something. Yes. And you can't pinpoint it. So absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that was an awesome point to to bring, bring up. Yeah. No. And to your point though, about warning signs, because I think all of this, like, because even if you're experiencing some of these other losses, right. Mm -hmm. These warning signs may apply to those as well. Not just the, the loss of a loved one. Um, But, you know, I think that Part of it is kind of, you know, being in a place of reflection and, and, and asking yourself, do I need some added support during this time? Is there a way that I could process this in a different way? Do I need someone to listen to me? Do I need someone to, you know, help me strategize and, and find new things? So part of it is an inner reflection of, I'm finding these things really challenging and it would be great if I could have some added support around it. So that's just like a basic level. Um, But if you're having trouble and I don't want to kind of overgeneralize where like if you're crying a lot, then to go get therapy, because when we lose someone or we have a significant loss, we might cry. We might cry a lot. Some of us are, um, you know, we, we really express our emotions and therefore we may cry. Whereas other people may not, you know, there's different types of ways that we grieve. So I don't want to kind of like put it as a blanket statement for that, but if you are finding that it is 
impairing your day-to-day life. Like if you're having trouble getting through your day, attending to your usual routine, going to work, things like that, I would say that's definitely a a big sign that you would want to reach out for some help. Uh, Certainly, you know, if you find it significantly impacting you to a degree where you're having trouble day-to-day, then that's kind of, you know, for me, something that I would say to someone, you know, I think it would, you know, therapy would be a great place for you to go. And of course, if you're experiencing any kind of thoughts of suicide, self-harm, if you're feeling like life is no longer meaningful, those are, are, I would say, really big warning signs that you should absolutely seek treatment. Okay, great, great. How do you, um, other than if you have insurance and things like that, but is there any other, any programs, any way that you can access it if you don't have it readily available with Mm. your benefits? Do you know of any, anything like that? Yeah, well, you know, like for one example, and, you know, again, we're, we're talking in the, the context of hospice, you know, from my role, um, is that bereavement services are part of the hospice benefit. And therefore, we do not have a fee for our families who have lost a loved one on our hospice program. And so, you know, you may have listeners in other states and everything as well, that there's hospices all over that, you know, if you're, you know, if you have a friend in California, you know, they may be able to call their local hospice and see what services are available. Um, And there's also a lot of community organizations that do offer therapeutic services. Um, Because again, with hospice, we're talking within the scope of grief counseling, which is really about the reaction and, and your grieving process after the loss of a loved one. However, if you need other therapeutic services, there are certainly a lot of community organizations. If you work for a company, you may want to see if they have, you know, employee benefits. Um, And you can also call your insurance and ask them, what do you cover and get a list of, Mm -hmm. of providers that are in network, which, you know, can be helpful, but there are, you know, I think such an array of services now support groups that allow you to have, you know, a sense of connection and, you know, curbing some of those feelings of isolation. Cause when we're grieving, we can feel alone in it. And so I, I do think there are great resources out there. Um, it's just, you, you, you do have to identify them. Okay. Well, um, thank you. So much information. I appreciate it. But is there anything else that you would like to add? Something that you want to talk about? We don't, it doesn't have to just be about grief, but is there something else that would help um, someone listening? Um, we're ta- we um, are talking about people who even care for um, their relatives. Um, so it doesn't have to be that they lost somebody, but if you care for their relatives, if they're sick, if you know, so there's anything that you could say, we'd like to say to the audience or anybody that's listening. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate you bringing that point up because one of the things I wanted to, you know, when I was talking earlier about groups, right, mm-hmm. that so much of what we've been talking about is, is very much based on individual therapy, but groups are also a, a great source of support. And what came to mind when you were asking that is, 
If you have a loved one, if you're caring for a loved one, there are so many caregiver support groups out there so that you could even join one of those groups. Um, And I know that so many different organizations like um, the, you know, different associations related to specific illnesses and also hospitals and other programs that do offer caregiver support groups. So if you are caring for someone and you feel it would be helpful to be in connection with others, to have time for yourself, because I think giving yourself that space and time is a practice of self-care and can alleviate some of that burnout and just really have like what you're going through normalized and validated from other people. I think that's such an important thing. So if you are doing that, look for those caregiver support groups and and other opportunities, excuse me, to connect with other people. Um, you know, I just also do want to say, like, I, again, really feel like it's such an amazing thing that you are doing, um, you know, this as a conversation and a topic, because we don't always talk about these things, you know, it's, you know, death, dying, therapy, loss, like these are kind of subjects that sometimes are hard to talk about. Maybe people don't want to talk about them. So there's sometimes still a little taboo. And therefore I think, you know, by having this conversation and you putting this out to your listeners, you know, the stuff that does go on social media is Mm -hmm. all helping people become more aware, more open, more receptive to asking for support and seeking support and knowing that it can look so many different ways and you can find a type of therapeutic support that really fits for you and that is going to benefit you. So I just encourage people to ask, ask questions and find, you know, the, the, the resources that really uh, feel, feel resonate with them and is really best for them. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, I, I'm just grateful that I have people like you that want to talk about it because sometimes, you know, it's hard to get um, someone to talk about these issues because, um, you know, then everybody doesn't understand social media. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. If, if I had like a large audience or if I had a, a right. actual place in a, in, a, in a community group or whatever, they would come to that. But just to talk about it on social media, some people are like, oh, well, you know, they don't understand it. So I thank you for taking your time and talking to us. It's very valuable. Um, you know, I like to give it give it information because I want people to use it when they need it. Have it have it already. So if it does happen, you, you can you can remember and go, OK, well, this is the things that I might be able to use yes. or be more comfortable in preparing ahead of time. Absolutely. You know, um, I, I wasn't prepared at all. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect and I wasn't prepared at all. And it was yes. a long journey. Yes. And um, through the journey, I've learned a lot. Um, yes. I can't change it now. But I can help other people be prepared, think about it, get people talking about it, thinking about it, because this way they may be able to, you know, it, it, it may not hit as hard. Mm-hmm. They may be able to know where to go for help yes. and uh, and know that there is help out there because 
you know, Absolutely. sometimes you don't, you don't think there's any help. You think you, sometimes when something happens quickly, you think you're the only one and you're alone, you know? So yeah, I want people to know that there is help out there and people have gone through these things and they've had experiences that will help you. So that's, that's what my um, podcast Autumn is here is about. So thank you so much yes. for adding to it. Thank <laughs> I appreciate you. it. Thank you for having me. And thank you for, you know, also using your experience in such a transformative way to really help other people. I think that speaks so much to your healing journey in that you're transforming your grief into something greater and that can really help other people. And if we can kind of demystify some of these things, as you said, people will have the information when they do need it. So thank you so much for for having me on. I really, really, truly appreciate it. And you, Francine. Oh, thank you. And thank MJHS for allowing us to have that benefit because for me to have that benefit, I would not ever have sought sort it out. Yes. Having it there, um, just having that benefit there was um, something that was needed that I didn't even know I needed. So just mm-hmm. it, I'm grateful for that. So but thank you so much. And thank of you. Of course. Thank you so much, Francine. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.